talk to you about defeating the dark side. You saw some dark side, some goons, and I want to talk to you about defeating the dark side. You know, I was driving down the freeway the other day, and actually I was getting ready to exit onto I-35. And as I was getting ready to exit on the on-ramp, trying to get on, there was a car, and it got in front of me and, and cut me off, wouldn't let me get on. And I was frustrated <laughs> and I was mad and this thought actually went through my mind I thought I'm gonna run you off the road I'm, I mean I'm gonna run you off the road and that thought came in my mind in my heart I felt it it was a deep desire and then I thought well it might be one of y'all and I thought well I better uh, Y'all might recognize that's past over there with that road rage. And that was a desire that was literally inside of me. Because can I tell you, inside of me there is a dark side. Just like inside of you there is a dark side. The Bible says it like this, that Adam and Eve, that they disobeyed God and they sinned and they ate from the tree they were not supposed to eat from. And the scripture says because of that, sin entered into our world. And every person who is born is born into sin. And we all have this sin nature or these evil desires that come inside of us. I, I called it today for, for the title. I called it the, the dark side. And we all have a dark side inside of us. We all have this, this propensity, this, this draw, this tug towards evil. Evil things, and I want to talk to you today about defeating the dark side. Defeating the dark side. Look with me in James chapter number one and verse number 13. We're going to spend uh, the duration of our time together unpacking James chapter one and verse number 13 through verse number 15. James says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Please understand that God tempts no person. You say, Herbert, I'm struggling with evil desires. I'm struggling with temptation. I, I feel like I was created this way. Listen, God doesn't cre create anybody to sin. God, God, God has, that's not who his, his character is. That's not what he's about. When you and I struggle with sin, we can't say, well, that's God. It's God's fault. No, no, God doesn't tempt anyone with sin, and he can't even himself be tempted by evil. Verse 14 says, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death. And friends, if you and I are going to defeat the dark side, it's very important that you and I understand this key thought. Key thought right here. Just fill in the blank. The key thought is this. You must understand how temptation works. You really need to grab a hold of today of how temptation works. We're all tempted, but how does it work? Let's, let's, let's unpack that today because most people think that sin is an act. They think that sin happens at the spur of the moment, but the Bible says that sin is a less an act and more a process. And so what I want to do is talk to you for the next few moments about the process of sin, the process of sin. Let's look at this together. You can fill in the blanks there in your notes. Take some notes there so you can take this message home with you and study it more in depth. Stage one. Stage one is the desire stage. The desire stage. 
And James says back in chapter 1 and verse 14, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire. Scripture says we are tempted by our own evil desire. Please hear me today. Sin doesn't begin with the devil. Sin doesn't begin with the world. It begins with the desire inside of all of us. The Bible says we are drawn away by our own desire or desires. And I want you to notice that the Bible says that temptation is unique to each individual. It says each one is tempted by his own, everybody say own, please hear me, by his own or her own evil desire. We are all have different desires. We all have different areas of temptation. The things that tempt me may not tempt you, but we're all drawn away by our own evil desires. For some, your desire, the temptation that you struggle with is lying. For some, it's It's greed. For some, it's sexual addiction. For some of you, it's drugs or alcohol is the area that you have a desire and you're tempted in. For some of you, it's, it's overeating. For, for others, it's, it's pride. And, and there's a desire in you, and, and that's where sin begins. It begins with our own evil desire. Stage two. Let's look at stage two. The process of sin. It's less an act and more a process. Stage two is the mental stage. The mental stage. James chapter 1 verse 14 says, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Please hear this. A desire is conceived mentally before it, is, it ever becomes an action. Sin doesn't just happen. It goes from the desire stage to the mental stage before it is ever acted out. Now, please hear me. The process from stage one to stage two, it can happen immediately or quickly, or it can happen over a period of time. And the Bible says that a person has an evil desire and they're dragged away and enticed. In other words, they begin to think about the fun. They begin to think about the excitement they begin to think about the thrill of that evil desire being fulfilled. And literally, when you study out dragged away and enticed, it means to be lured or baited like an animal. It's like a, a fish that is caught, and the reason that it was caught on the hook is it was baited. It was lured, and it was drawn away. It was enticed and went after the bait and got hooked. And the Bible says about the devil, about our adversary, our spiritual enemy, Satan. The Bible lets us know, you can jot this down in your notes, it won't pop up on the screen. Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. Also, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 5. The Bible calls Satan the tempter. One of his biggest roles here on earth, one of his biggest things that he does is he is known as the tempter. And he likes to lure us. He likes to bait us. You see, there's the, there's the desire stage. But right here at this mental stage is where Satan likes to operate and work. He, he, he likes to try to bait us. He likes to, to tempt us. He's, he's known as, as the tempter. Well, this tackle box is something else here. Thank you, Jesus. The devil is working. Ah, ah. You know what our spiritual enemy does? For some, he, this is your area of temptation. For some of you, it is lying. And 
But, but he's so good. He doesn't have just one area of bait. He's, he's better than a fisherman. For some of you, it's, it's greed. And he knows right the lure to get to, to tempt you. For, for some of you, it's sexual immorality. And he knows right what to bait you with, how, how to lure you. For, for, for some of you, it's, it's cheating. And, and he knows right what to, what to get you with. For, for some of you, it's a, it's, it's a Twinkie. Amen. And he knows how to lead you to the wrong aisle in the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, your, your spouse don't know, but in your bedroom drawer, you got some Twinkies. Because he knows how, for some of you, it's, it's pornography. And he knows just how. And the enemy is so good. He works in this mental stage. He, he's called the tempter. And, and he knows just how to tempt you. Oh, you see that? Oh, you see? Look at that. Look how good that looks. Wouldn't that be fun? Doesn't that look exciting? Look at that. Look at that double pound cheeseburger. Look. Look. Look at that lady. Look, only if you could steal that money, look what you'd be able to do. And, and, and the Bible says there is the desire and then there's the mental stage where the Bible says that, that we're dragged away, where we're enticed, where we're baited like an animal. Stage three, stage three. We're looking at the process of sin. Sin is less an act and more a, a process, the Scripture says. Stage three is this. It's the deception stage. Deception stage. Somewhere between the mental stage and full conception of the desire is the deception stage. Now, at the deception stage, you begin to plan out your sin. And the planning out can take months. It can take days. It can take minutes. And in the deception stage, you begin to deceive yourself by thinking that, you know, this, this sin is not that big a deal. I mean, we've all been there. We start deceiving our, ourselves. We we start deceiving ourselves thinking nobody will ever find out. De deception, deception, just, just this one time won't hurt. I mean, I, just, 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 just one time. Everything will turn out okay. I mean, if I do this, it, there won't be that big of consequences. Deception. I, I deserve this. I, I, deserve, I mean, all I've been through in life, you know what I've been, I deserve this gratification. I deserve this. And, and it's at this stage, it's there, right between the, the mental stage and full-blown conception of the sin, there's this deception stage where we deceive ourselves to thinking that this is not that big of a deal. All of us can relate to the deception stage. And the fourth stage, stage four is this, stage four is the disobedience stage disobedience stage. Listen to what James says in James chapter 1 and verse 15. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. Notice that 
It gives, you've been dragged away and enticed. You went from, you, you went from the desire stage where you had an evil desire and then you went to the mental stage and then you went to the deception stage where you deceived yourself and said, this is not that big of a deal. And then from the deception stage, you go to the disobedience stage. And it's at the disobedience stage where the desire is acted out. It's, it's conceived. You actually fulfill the desire. It may happen overnight. It may happen in a few seconds or a minute. It may take years, but there was a desire. There was a mental stage. There was a desire deception stage, and then there's the disobedience stage. That's the process of sin. And for us to defeat the dark side, we must understand the process of sin. Now what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to give you four steps to defeating the dark side. Four steps, the dark side that's inside of you, the dark side that's inside of me. Let's look at four steps to defeating the dark side. Number one is this. Think about the consequences. Think about the consequences. Listen to what James says in James 1 verse 15. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. When it's full grown, it gives birth to death. Listen, sin can be so deceptive. It can be so, so sly because sin can be so fun. It can be so exciting. And there are times when when you and I have got engaged in, in sin that we think there's not going to be any consequences. And the Bible says this, listen, listen. It says, when sin is full grown, when sin matures, when sin grows up, because there's a season, it's just fun, it looks exciting, but the Bible says don't deceive yourself, think about the consequences, because when sin matures, when sin is full grown, it always, 100% of the time, it gives birth to death, the Bible says. In other words, sin always catches up with you and I. In other words, when you and I give into the dark side, it will be some consequences that, that take, to take place in our life. There will always be ramifications to giving into the dark side. Sooner or later, it brings death. Sooner or later, it destroys. And all of us have seen this. We've seen how sin destroys. Sin can destroy kids, it can destroy marriages, sin can destroy people's financial life, sin can destroy homes, it can destroy emotions, sins can destroy people's minds, people's bodies, sin can destroy our lives. And James points out to us about this whole thing about sin. He says, listen, before you and I take the bait, and there's a tempter who's trying to bait us. There's a tempter who's trying to lure us. There's a tempter who's trying to make sin look so attractive. And James reminds us, listen, when this thing is full grown, if you take the bait, there will be consequences. And some of you are there right now. The enemy's been baiting you and Now I want you to know, at the end of every bait, it's a hook. And there's always consequences. And when I'm tempted, I think about the consequences. I think about the wonderful wife God's blessed me with. Why take the bait? I think about the friendships I have. Why take the, I think about my four kids. Why take the bait? I think about the wonderful church that God has blessed me with and the team I have the privilege to work with on a day in and day out. I think about all the lives changed by the power of God. And I look at the bait and I say, it's not worth the consequences. 
There's a, there's a second step, a second step, a second step to defeating the, the dark side. Number two is this. Take every evil thought captive. Every evil thought captive. Please hear me. Hear me. Don't, don't, don't miss this. This is so important for you to get. The, the, the battle is won or lost in the mind. The battle over temptation, the battle over the dark side is won or lost in the mind. We can't let our minds wander. We can't let our minds drift. Listen to me, friends. Listen, when we're at the point to acting, when we're at the point to doing the sin, it's too late. We've gone too far. We've got to back up before we get to the disobedience stage and we defeat the dark side. We overcome sin at the mental stage. Can't do anything about the desire. Desires come up. Desires come in my heart. Desires to run somebody off the road comes into my mind. But it's right there in the mind that we got to take every evil thought captive. The scripture says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take Every thought. Everybody say every thought. Come on, we take every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That, that desire comes to, to lie, take it captive. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking about that anymore. I'm going to think about things that are pure and noble and just. I'm going to think about the right things. That, that, that desire comes up to be prideful. Now, I'm taking that thing captive. I'm going to humble myself and under God's mighty hand, and I'm going to submit myself to him, and I'm going to take that thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. i got a desire to lust. I'm going to take that thought captive and say, no, I'm not going to succumb to that. I'm going to, I'm going to line my thoughts up with the word of God. I'm not going to meditate on those things. i got a desire to run somebody off the road. I'm going to take that thought captive and say, you know what, I'm not, that, 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 that violent thought is not of the Lord. I'm going to take it captive. I'm not going to give in to that thought. You see, the battle is won or lost. In the mind. Let me give you the fourth step to defeating the dark side. The fourth step is this. Stay close to God. Stay close to God. Listen to what the psalmist said in Psalms chapter 119 and verse number 9 through 11. The psalmist said, how can a young man, or that could be a young woman, that could be an elderly man or an elderly woman, how can a young man keep his way pure? How can a young man defeat the dark side? The Bible tells us. By living according to your word, I seek you with all my heart, and do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, that I can overcome the dark side, that I will not give in to temptation. Listen to me, friends. It's imperative. It's, it's not optional. You and I, we must read our Bibles. We, we must pray. We, we must worship. We must be involved in community groups, small groups. We must attend church faithfully. Listen, we have to stay close to God to defeat the dark side. We have to hide God's Word in our hearts. We've got to be consumed with God's Word if we're going to defeat the dark side. How can we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ unless we're putting God's Word in our heart, unless we're coming to church and hearing the Word of God, unless we're studying the Word of God for ourselves? We don't have the ability. We don't have the insight. We don't have the knowledge. We can't recall. We can't recollect unless we put the Word of God in our hearts. You see, friends, a dusty Bible leads to a dirty life. 
And, and we've got to put God's word in our heart. Please hear me. I can't, you can't, we can't defeat the dark side on our own. It, it can't be, I can't do it in my own strength. You can't do it in your own strength. You cannot defeat temptation on your own. You've got to stay close to God. And the psalmist reminds us how important it is to have a relationship with God to defeat the dark side. And the psalmist says, don't you forget, you want to overcome sin. You want to defeat the dark side. He said, you have to hide God's word in your heart that you might not sin against him. Number four is this. There's a, a fourth step. To defeating the dark side. Number four is this. Remember what God gives. Remember what God gives. I want to take you back to the book of James. Back to chapter 1 and verse 16. The very next verse. After James says. After desire has conceived. It gives birth to sin. And sin when it, when it is full grown. Gives birth to death. After he says it to us. The very next verse. Here's what James says. Notice this. Verse 16. Don't be deceived my dear brothers, every good and perfect gift is from above. James says, don't deceive yourself. And can I tell you, you and I oftentimes deceive ourselves. James says, remember, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And you and I start to take matters in our own hands because we start to think we can provide for ourselves better than God can. And we get in the workplace and we start thinking, you know what? If I just kind of do it my own way, I think it'll work out okay. In our marriage relationship, if I just kind of do it my own way, I think I can provide a good gift myself. In my dating relationship, if I just take matters into my own hands and do it my own way, I think I can provide myself a good gift. And, and James says, listen, listen, don't forget this, don't forget this. When you're dealing with sin, when you're dealing with temptation, when you're, when you're, when you're dealing with the dark side, don't forget, don't be deceived that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Coming down, he goes on to say, from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Friends, let me remind you that every good and perfect gift comes from above. God gives his very best to his kids. And I want you to notice what the Bible says. It says that his blessings keep coming down like rain. He says they come down from the Father of heaven. Like he keeps pouring his blessings into our lives. When we honor God, when we live for God, the Bible says God keeps pouring blessings into our lives. We can't give into the dark sides because we'll miss out on God's blessings. We cannot settle for second best. And second best is always doing things our ways because if we settle for second best, we'll miss out on the blessings of God being poured down in, into our lives. We can't get lured in by the bait of Satan. We can't get, get lured in by the enemy's trap because we will forfeit the blessings that God wants to pour into our lives because we don't give ourselves good and perfect blessings. They come from above, from our heavenly Father. And you know what? Every time you and I are tempted, you know what we need to think about? We need to think about how the Lord has blessed us in the past and how he's going to bless us in the future. Sometimes you might need to get a list of papers, some paper and make a list. It's about what God, I think about my life. I mean, God's blessed me with my wonderful wife, Tiffany. I couldn't ask for a better wife. God blessed me with four kids, healthy, wonderful kids. Sometimes they act like, let me move on, amen. But I got four great kids. I really do. I think about the friendships in my life that God's blessed me with. I think about this church that I, I have the privilege to pastor, one of the fastest growing churches in, in all of America, and I get to pastor you and 
teach you the word of God. I think about my reputation and the character that's taken me years to build. And I start thinking about what God gives. And I start thinking about, man, look how good God's been. And what else does God want to do? I start thinking about all the blessings that he wants to do. And all the things he wants to pour into my life. But listen, if we take the bait, if we settle for second best, if we get deceived and start thinking we can provide for ourselves better than God can, we forfeit his blessings. And James says, James says, don't deceive yourself. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And we need to defeat the dark side to receive the blessings of God in our lives. Friends, can I tell you, we serve a good God who wants to bless us. Wants to bless us with peace. Wants to bless us with joy. Wants to bless us with strong relationships. He, he wants to bless our lives. Don't take the bait. Father, thank you for your word.